You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 152 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. How you doing, Kelly? Oh, good. How are you? You know, I'm going to get this over with quick. I have had several tater friends reach out to me about my missing cat. She has been found. It was a really sad outcome, but I did still want to update you all because it was really heartwarming that you all cared about her and me and how we were doing. So it has been a tough past couple weeks. I'm not going to lie. And I've just been really thankful to have trivia time as well as our live quizzes as a positive outlet and a healthy distraction so yeah really sweet messages from a lot of taters and i know they warmed our quiz master's heart yeah thank you so much always a mascot of the show rest in peace my little baby girl but as they say the show must go on so so here we go you guys have two more weeks to check out our visual round on our website that features band logos it's a fun one also Speaking of heartwarming, in addition to your kind sentiments about my bummer of a situation, we've had another really amazing bunch of five-star reviews trickle in. So a few to give a shout out to. Huge thanks to the Wanger family. Also to Phil Yu from Tampa. And big thanks to SLJ, STL, KEP, Ryan's Gem. As well as Nugget of Joy. Nugget of Joy's review was so well-constructed and thorough. (laughs) and They really know us, I feel. I feel like we're friends. And I will accept this boggle challenge, but mm, you've been warned, friend. Hope you like second place (laughs) in both boggle and vodka drinking. Those are like my top two useless skills. So, But one of my favorite parts about this review is that the title of the review was an anagram. So they titled the review Beeps Craved Tots, which is an anagram for best podcast ever. So really fun. It was really awesome that you took the time to put that together. Also, they signed the review with FOTS, F-O-T-S, which stands for Friends of the Show, which I was like, duh, Tater FOTS, love it. Rolling that in to our stupid vernacular starting now. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much. Keep them coming. Also, huge shout out to our new patron, Miranda. Woo! Thanks, Miranda. Friends of the show, Tater Fots. And just one more little reminder before we get going, our collab with the other trivia podcast, TV Trivia Pod, is out now. And it features Kelly and I answering some questions all about the comedy film Anchorman and is a real fun listen. So definitely check that out. It's episode 100. Happy 100, Brian. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. 
our bonus anagram this week is odd enemas. O D D E N E M A S. And the question that goes with this anagram is what Shakespeare character elopes with titular character Othello? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Crazy Eights. We are ringing in the almost end of the eighth month of the year, August, with this eight-themed general knowledge round. Question number one. Earlier this month, the actor and singer who voiced everybody's favorite eight-legged villain, Ursula the Sea Witch, passed away at the age of 95. Who was she? Question number two. Who served as both the eighth U.S. president as well as the eighth vice president at different times? Born in New York in 1782, Dutch was his primary language, making him the only U.S. president to have spoken English as a second language. Question number three. What alliteratively named comedic filmmaker wrote and directed the 2018 coming-of-age comedy-drama film, Eighth Grade? Question number four. What alt-rock band behind the hits Seether and Volcano Girls released the 1997 studio album, Eight Arms to Hold You? Question number five. An eight ball can refer to a mix of what two types of illegal drugs? Question number six. Who was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her performance in the 2015 Tarantino film The Hateful Eight? Some of her former film credits include Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Single White Female. Question number seven. In the holiday classic, The Twelve Days of Christmas, what is gifted on the eighth day? Question number eight. Known for giving birth to the first surviving set of octuplets, what is the name of the media personality, adult film star, and mother of 14, also known as Octomom? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, Crazy Eights. Question number one. The recently passed actor who voiced everybody's favorite eight-legged villain, Ursula the Sea Witch, was Pat Carroll. How long, my boy? Rest in peace, Pat Carroll. Obviously, Ursula is the best Disney villain ever. Fight me on it. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone will. That's what I thought. Yeah. Our boy toy Zach actually met Pat Carroll in person. So that's fun. There's a picture of the two of them together. Also, the live quiz that I hosted just a few days after she passed. One of our trivia friends and I wore our matching Ursula t-shirts, which is pretty cool. Very cool. <laughs> Hi, Drew. <laughs> Hi, Drew. Question number two. The man who served as both the eighth U.S. president as well as the eighth vice president is Martin Van Buren. Incredible mutton chops on that guy. Really something. It is something. It is like some hear ye, hear ye's for miles. <laughs> but also, I just want to mention that the History Channel has a website and in their rundown all about Martin Van Buren, they just casually inserted the fact that he married his childhood sweetheart and cousin. I mean, probably pretty standard at the time, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, Albert Einstein married his cousin, you know, obviously the dude behind the theory of relativity. Boom, boom, bang. <laughs> it was common for for cousins to marry, but I don't like that they were like and childhood sweetheart because then I was like getting some grooming vibes. I don't know. Sure, sure. Fair enough. So I'm slightly mad at that arrangement. Not at all mad at those mutton chops. <laughs> Question number three. The comedic filmmaker who wrote and directed the 2018 film Eighth Grade is Bo Burnham. So he's rubbed me the wrong way on several occasions before this film, but I actually really did enjoy this film. But I think that the magic of it sort of lied in Elsie Fisher's performance because she was just so endearing and adorable and awkward and perfect. Yeah, I also did like his latest Netflix special, Inside. Oh, I didn't watch that one. It's worth watching, I think. Question number four. The alt-rock band who released the 1997 studio album Eight Arms to Hold You is Veruca Salt. I think they're great. I agree. Question number five. An eight ball can refer to a mix of the following two types of illegal drugs, crack cocaine and heroin. A potluck staple, am I right? <laughs> I brought an eight ball and an ambrosia salad. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's get going. Let's get this party started. Question number six. The actor who was nominated for an Oscar for her performance on the 2015 Tarantino film The Hateful Eight is Jennifer Jason Lee. I think she's great. I actually really enjoyed that movie. And the soundtrack was incredible. I think it won Best Soundtrack. It was an Italian composer who was 90-something. Dang. I also liked this one a lot. Question number seven. In the holiday classic, The 12 Days of Christmas, the gift on the eighth day is eight maids a-milking. I included a little photo of a cow being milked for Kelly. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Question number eight. The real name of Octomom is Nadia Suleiman. And with 14 kids, especially with eight infants at once, I think she would have appreciated that Christmas gift of eight maids of milking. You know what I mean? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Moving on to round two. So round number two is our audio round. This one is called Keep It Classic. This goes out to recent 
patron Miranda. She requested to dedicate a music round to her husband. They recently celebrated their seventh anniversary. So happy anniversary, guys. Don't get that seven-year itch. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he is obsessed with classic rock. So this music round features classic rock hits from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. Thank you, Miranda, and happy anniversary. One. Here are the answers for round two, Keep It Classic. Song number one was Wheel in the Sky by Journey. Song number two was Crazy on You by Heart. Song 
Song number three was Carry On, Wayward Son by Kansas. Song number four was Fly Like an Eagle by Steve Miller Band. Song number five was All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Song number six was Gimme Shelter by The Rolling Stones. Song number seven was Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. And song number eight was Whole Lotta Love by Led Zeppelin. I feel like this list reminds me of when you could purchase a compilation CD of a particular genre and they would have those commercials with just songs like Wheel in the Sky by Journey and then just like a little clip. You know, and as a kid, I would just get off the couch and I'd be like, yeah, time to dance. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm not mad at classic rock, honestly. I love a lot of these tracks. And I would say like half of these bands are still selling out arenas. And then the other half are playing county fairs right about now. (laughs) That's true. It's a bit divided. (laughs) Some good stuff, though. Side note, all along the Watchtower, I love that Jimi Hendrix version That is actually a Bob Dylan cover. Ah, smothered and covered anyone? We are overdue for one of those rounds. Moving on to round three. So round number three goes out to some more patrons. Huge thanks to Richie and Jenna. They are a couple who live in Seattle and they're big fans of whales, in particular orcas. And honestly, the Pacific Northwest Puget Sound area is pretty great for whale watching. So super cute stuff. This classic subject round is all about the gentle giants under the sea, whales. Thank you, Richie and Jenna. Question number one. Among all of the whale species, there are two types of whales. List one for a point. Question number two. Not actually a mythical beast, what type of whale has a large tusk that resembles a unicorn horn? Question number three. What American author penned the classic 1851 novel, Moby Dick, the story that centers on a sailor and his obsessive quest to seek revenge on a giant white whale? Question number four. Orcas are not actually whales and are in fact what part of what other marine mammal family? Question number five. What 2013 critically acclaimed documentary shed light on the controversy surrounding captive orcas at SeaWorld theme parks? Question number six. What type of whale has the biggest brain to have ever existed on Earth? 
Question number seven. Included on his 1991 album, Dangerous, what was the theme song released by Michael Jackson from the family drama film, Free Willy, that starred Kiko, an orca? Question number eight. Several whale species exhibit sexual dimorphism, meaning what? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, a whale of a time. Question number one. You needed to list one of the two types of whales, and they are baleen and toothed. And the toothed whales do have teeth. Some of them are covered by like a gum structure. And the baleens just have this incredible like filter mouth situation, if you will. Cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. The type of whale with a large tusk that resembles a unicorn horn is a narwhal. I love narwhals so much. Super cute. I'm surprised that I don't have a narwhal tattoo. It's not too late. My next tattoo will be my little cat, but maybe the one after that will be narwhal. I like that lineup. Yeah. Friends of the show, tater fots, if you will. And friends of each other, maybe. TBD. (laughs) So the tusk is actually just a really long tooth. Question number three. The American author who penned the classic 1851 novel Moby Dick is Herman Melville. So I believe in the book, the whale ate his leg or something, and that's why he wants revenge. Am I right? No idea. (laughs) Which is stupid because whales, especially white whales, I believe would be sperm whale or beluga whale, and neither of them are carnivorous. Like they wouldn't be munching down on humans legs but anyways take that herman yeah put a spear in you sir (laughs) question number four orcas are not actually whales and are in fact dolphins and those guys are predatory hence the nickname killer whales but they're not technically whales their color pattern is so cool yeah they're very pretty pretty little killers (laughs) question number five the 2013 documentary that shed light on the controversy surrounding orcas at SeaWorld is Blackfish. Ooh, I watched that documentary and I couldn't sleep all night. It was so disturbing and so sad. And there was a subsequent backlash that caused SeaWorld to not have orcas as entertainers anymore, but they just replaced them all with belugas. And I'm like, is that better? Like, is that more humane or? It's really enough to make you not go to SeaWorld. Right. I know. Question number six. The type of whale that has the biggest brain to have ever existed on earth are sperm whales. Which is funny because they're actually significantly smaller in size than some of the other large whale species, but they just have this like massive dome on their head. (laughs) They do. Cuties. I think they also have echolocation similar to belugas and some of the other more brainy whales. But if I were to have a whale on my trivia team, it would be a sperm whale. There you go. Mm -hmm. I like your interspecies trivia. Why not? (laughs) 
I'd be like, hey, buddy, you're on the music round. And they'd be like. (laughs) Are these good jokes, Kelly? These are great jokes. It's a whale of a time for sure. (laughs) Question number seven. The theme song released by Michael Jackson from the film Free Willy is Will You Be There? And I'm sorry, but the video was so ridiculous because... <laughs> so dumb. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so ridiculous. So he recreated that scene with the kid on the whatever jetty cliff with the whale just cresting over him. But it was Michael Jackson, like, dressed in gold. Yes, it was <laughs> silly. It was something else. It was something. Dang it. Question number eight. Several whale species exhibit sexual dimorphism, meaning... The females are larger than the males. Is that bitch a clock? Yeah, it's thick 30. Get it, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to round four. So round number four is another patron-dedicated round. This one goes out to Todd and his boy, Troy. Thanks, guys. They currently live in the state of Texas, but Todd was originally from Ohio. So this round goes out to them. Round number four is called the Buckeye State. This round is all about the U.S. state of Ohio. Thank you, Todd and Troy. Question number one. Ohio's nickname is the Buckeye State, and Ohioans are nicknamed the Buckeyes after what? Question number two. During the course of the Civil War, all three top Union generals were from Ohio. Name one of them for a point. Question number three. The National Football League was founded in what Ohio City? Hint, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is there today. Question number four. Also nicknamed the Mother of Presidents, how many U.S. presidents have come from Ohio? You must be within one for a point. Question number five. Cleveland disc jockey Alan Freed is credited with popularizing what term describing a music genre? Question number six. Located in Ohio, what was the first co-educational college in the United States? It was also one of the first colleges in the United States to admit African Americans. Question number seven. Ohio native Jesse Owens won four gold medals at the 1936 Olympics held in what European capital city? Question number eight. Also nicknamed the birthplace of aviation, Ohioans, the Wright brothers, actually took their first flight from what other U.S. state? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers.
Here are the answers for round four, the Buckeye State. Question number one. Ohio's official nickname is the Buckeye State, and Ohioans are called Buckeyes after the Ohio Buckeye Tree. So I'm not really familiar with this tree, but there's also this treat called a Buckeye that's like a fancy peanut butter chocolate situation that just resembles the fruit of a Buckeye Tree is delicious very tasty my kids brought some home from one of their baking camps they have a little cooking internship no big deal i was like what are these it was like the only thing on the tray that was gluten-free so i just went mm. pac-man on them it's like bah, 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 bah. Yeah. so good nice super good question number two you needed to list one of the top three civil war union generals all of whom were from ohio and they were Ulysses S. Grant, Tecumseh Sherman, and Philip Sheridan. So this Tecumseh Sherman character, that's General Sherman, right? Yep. I don't think I ever knew that that was his first name. It's kind of an odd one. It is a distinctive first name. I also just want to say, speaking of names, Ulysses, bring it back. Love that name. It is a great name. Mm-hmm. Very strong name. Can I buy an S? <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Whoa, Kelly, what was that? Was it some delicious Buckeyes raining down from the tree? You'll never know. They're already gone. <laughs> Delish. Could have been, but it sounded more like a triple tater. Gosh, you always, you always know. <laughs> when will I ever learn, Kelly? <laughs> so, in fact, that was a triple tater. If you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The National Football League was founded in Canton, Ohio. Go sports. Next question. <laughs> hut, hut, hike. Question number four. Known as the mother of presidents, there have been seven presidents from Ohio, and you had to be within one for a point. Question number five. Cleveland disc jockey Alan Freed is credited with popularizing the term rock and roll. I always like to say rock and or roll just to be a jackass. Stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> like, take your pick. Oh my God. You only get rocks or rolls. <laughs> Question number six. Located in Ohio, the oldest co-ed college in the U.S. is Oberlin College. I would not have got this one, but I don't work in the field of academia like our friend Kelly, who actually wrote this round. <laughs> Question number seven. Ohio native Jesse Owens won four gold medals at the 1936 Olympics held in Berlin. Question number eight. Ohioans, the Wright brothers, actually took their first flight from North Carolina. I believe it was Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Rest in peace, my kitty. Oh. I think that the North Carolina license plate features their early aircraft or whatever. It's like first in flight. So it's funny that Ohio's like the birthplace of aviation. Like they're both like trying to yes, yes. stake their claims, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that 12 and a half second quote unquote fight where you just got pushed off a hill. I know. Way to go, boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. 
1999 cult classic film directed by David Fincher was based on a 1996 novel of the same name and featured the tagline, Mischief, Mayhem, Soap. Question number two. What is the name of the fictional blue-green terrestrial planet in the Star Wars franchise that is Princess Leia's home planet? This planet is destroyed by a Death Star super laser in the original 1977 film. Question number three. Parallel to the south shore of Long Island, what outer barrier New York Island attracts thousands of summer tourists and LGBTQ folk every year? In 2012, this island was heavily damaged by Hurricane Sandy. Question number four. Actor James Franco was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for his performance in what 2008 American stoner comedy that centers on a processed server and a pot dealer forced to flee from hitmen? Question number five. What Western Division professional baseball team sports the team colors white, green, and gold, and was the original team that legendary left fielder Ricky Henderson played for? Question number six. What Looney Tunes animated character has a speech impediment and is usually seen carrying a double barrel shotgun? Question number seven. Who co-created and hosted the hidden camera practical joke reality series, Punked, that first aired on MTV in 2003? It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The 1999 cult classic film with the tagline, Mischief, Mayhem, Soap, is Fight Club. It is important to address personal hygiene after a round of mischief and mayhem. Am I right? I agree. Follow me for more tips. (laughs) Question number two. In the Star Wars franchise, the name of Princess Leia's home planet is Alderaan. Question number three. The outer barrier New York Island that attracts thousands of summer tourists and LGBTQ folk every year is Fire Island. Hey, Kelly, can you describe the image that I included here for you? I sure can. You've got some, some shirtless men. Mm-hmm. Little Speedos 
that says Hurricane Mandy. Mm -hmm. Well, Hurricane Sandy really did do her number on that island. But I feel like every year, Hurricane Mandy also touches down. I see what you did there. (laughs) I didn't do it. I've never been. I'm just reporting the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, weatherman. Question number four. Actor James Franco was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for his performance in the 2008 American stoner comedy Pineapple Express. Another form of Hurricane Mandy. Seriously. Missable. No, thank you. Category five bro garbage. Mm -hmm. James Franco. Not a friend of the show. Sure is not. (laughs) Not a thought. (laughs) Question number five. The Western Division MLB team that sports the team colors white, green, and gold are the Oakland Athletics. Pop. Catch that foul ball. Okay. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Sorry. (laughs) Walk those bases. What? Speaking of baseball, did you know there's a remake of A League of Their Own? Oh, really? A little TV show on Amazon. I like it. I'm into it. I did not know. It's been popular in my house for the last few days. Oh, cute. Is any good? Yeah, it's cute. They're all queer. I was going to say, does it feature a more diverse cast? Is it just the cast of Orange is the New Black after they get out? (laughs) 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 No? No. (laughs) Orange is the New Bat. Oh, my God. Boom. No? (laughs) Yes. little dirt in the skirt. Hit that shower. (laughs) Mayhem. Mischief. (laughs) Soap. (laughs) Ridiculous. Sorry. Question number six. The Looney Tunes character with a speech impediment and a shotgun is Elmer Fudd. And I also included a picture of Elmer Fudd. You're saying this. (laughs) But it was for you to say. Do you want me to say it? I sure do. (laughs) It says, (laughs) make America great again. And he has a gun. (laughs) So dumb. So dumb. Be quiet. I'm hunting Wabbit. Question number seven. The co-creator and host of the MTV series Punked was Ashton Kutcher. That series like really pissed off a lot of celebrities, rightfully so. I mean, who really wants to get totally bamboozled? Yeah, it was kind of a mess. Ashton Kutcher, it's funny because he seems like just kind of a pretty boy ding dong, but he has a lot of entrepreneurial pursuits that have done really well. He's actually seemingly a really smart business guy, so... Yeah, he's on Shark Tank sometimes, too. For whatever that means. <laughs> Orca Tank. The spinoff. <laughs> question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Fight Club. Alderon, Fire Island. Pineapple Express. Oakland Athletics. Elmer Fudd. And Ashton Kutcher. And all of those answers start with letters that spell out a type of tree. A little bit tricky, huh? Uh, That was a tricky one. Not sure I would have gotten it. Well, I did present this live and about half of the teams did get it. So I'd be in the bottom 50 percentile. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. So we had Fig out of Fight Club, Alder out of Alderaan. Fur out of Fire Island, Pine, Pineapple Express, Oak, Oakland Athletics, Elm, Elmer Fudd, 
and Ash, Ashton Kutcher. So, yeah, trees. Good one. Thanks. Yay, trees. Whoop, whoop. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was odd enemas. Yikes. Stay away from these. Mischief. Mayhem. Enemas. (laughs) Stupid. The question that went with this anagram was, what Shakespeare character elopes with titular character Othello? And the answer is Desdemona. Odd enemas scrambles up to be Desdemona. Only we can upgrade your run-of-the-mill Shakespeare trivia to odd enemas. (laughs) You're welcome. Woohoo! Go trivia time. Go us. And on that note, good job, Kelly. Yeah, good job to you, bud. It's always a pleasure. And thanks again for everybody's continued support on all of the various levels that you've provided it. Always happy to bring you this silly form of weekly entertainment. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout-out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com, and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. Follow us on social media for weekly answer reveals, round reveals, and exciting announcements. And if you find yourself in Southern California and want to catch one of our weekly live quizzes, join us on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. in Long Beach at Beach Garden Social House. This week's background and answer break music was Ambient Castle by Kurt Osamayo. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, edited by Ricky Lime, and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later taters. Known as the mother of presidents, there have been seven presidents from Ohio, and you had to be within one for a point. Hey, Kelly, you want to know who those presidents are? I was just wondering. Okay, maybe I should rattle them off to a tune? Please, please. And they are Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James A. Garfield, Benjamin Harrison, William McKinley, (laughs) William (laughs) Howard Taft, and Warren G. Harding. Not to be confused with Warren G. from Regulate. <laughs> yes. The hip-hop 90s artist. You're welcome. I love it. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Not a president from Ohio. <laughs>
it was funny because I had a friend that sent me a coupon that was like $33 passes at some like Raging Waters or Roaring Rivers or some garbage water park that would be my literal hell. <laughs> and I literally just replied back, sweet, $33 UTIs. <laughs> Seriously, you can't get me near a water park if you try. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs>